welcome to week seven of Game Notes. I am so happy to bring this segment to you. This is where I get to enlighten and encourage athletes and coaches on their walk and their journey with Christ. Um, I know everybody needs enlightenment and encouragement and how they do it, but I know i got a special, specific way um, because I walked that journey myself in how to be an athlete and how to be a coach and still live your life righteous. Um, And so this is where I get to give more game and more knowledge and dive in depth into what I feel like is my main source of energy, which is the word. And um, it's funny how, you know, I've been on a break. I've been on this pause really in trying to really discover myself, um, trying to figure out how can I give more of myself. Giving is is something that I'm so natural at, but also being on point is something that I want to do. And sometimes, like, God is just in your ear like, man, move. Stop trying to, you know, get everything perfect and just be yourself and be fluent with that. And so I do think I have a gift. I am not a preacher, pastor, nothing like that. I do call myself the life preacher because in my model, everything in life relates to sports. So I know how to flip it and bring it to y'all. And if y'all get an opportunity, go back and listen to previous weeks because it's all knowledge giving y'all the game book on how to go ahead and walk this journey. So this week I thought it was great with what is going on in the country and how we are going to be as coaches and players. Man, I got so much to dive into into this episode because I missed y'all like crazy. So I am excited to jump back into this week and it's an amazing topic this week. Episode episode 7 is coming with it. Excuse me for my voice too. Um, Post 4th of July, you know, Fireworks, screaming, it was crazy. People's birthday, it was just crazy. So, I still said I'm bring it to y'all. I don't care. Um, but yeah, if you get opportunity, make sure you go back and check previous weeks of game notes. Y'all encourage me more. The more y'all listen, and the more y'all support. So, <clears throat> this week's topic is the main thing. Now, probably like Goody. Why is that the topic? Because I think we need to stay focused on. What is our main purpose? What is the main thing? And a big part of that is understanding who and what the main thing is that we need to be focusing on. Um, As an athlete, as a coach, you just want to be successful. Drake said it the best. Drake Song said it the best. I just want to be successful. Like, we all have that desire, but sometimes in the midst of the desire and the drive and the passion for success, we get intertwined with our godly purpose and our worldly purpose and our worldly desires and what God desires of us. And so in this week, I'm going to dive into some deep scripture where he's telling us, this is what I expect. This is what I'm looking for. This is what should be the main focus. And Essentially, when God is your main focus, everything else falls out. I promise you, with all the chaos, with all the delays, with all just, I'm real and transparent. You know that. So, with all that's been going on in my life, it's like as soon as I opened up the Bible, I was looking for one thing and got seven more blessings. Just opening it up, being a student, 
Now, I'm not saying you're going to open the Bible and literally blessings are going to fall out. No. But I'm a student of it. I'm reading it. I'm going to it as a source of healing, encouragement, knowledge, power. You got to understand the power in these pages. So one thing leads to another and then it just develops over time. That's why you got to be a student of your craft, a student of your source of energy, which we don't talk a lot about to athletes anyway. And that's a whole nother topic. But when we focus on what the main thing is, that's important. Um, This week's topic, the main thing, um, the scripture comes from Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. And it just simply says, this is what the Lord says. The wise man must not boast in his wisdom. The mighty man, the mighty must not boast in their might. The rich must not boast in his riches. But the one who boasts should boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, showing faithful love, justice, and the righteousness on earth. For I delight in these things. Man. So, in Jeremiah, he simply, first of all, this is the Lord speaking to us. And he's simply telling us, this is what I expect. You're going to have all of these things. You're going to have you're going to have knowledge, you're going to have I mean, wisdom, you're going to have riches, you're going to have strength. Don't trip in that. And as athletes, that is the reverse of what we're taught. Like, you do a fire move, ooh, you do something good, ah, you do something, clap, 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 clap. <laughs> you're rewarded for what you do. You boast in that wisdom. You get a certificate for being smart. You get a banner for being a champion. You get rewarded, so you get to boast in your successes. Simple. And, you know, i got to break it down in real terms. So, when I read that, I was like, okay. Okay. And when you get an opportunity, make sure y'all go ahead and check that blog out. Because I also have it kind of written down as a study. This is a Bible study. This is a work. I don't want to scare nobody away, but God is using all y'all, giving y'all knowledge, even to listen to this podcast, man. Come on. So when I'm giving y'all the game, I'm giving y'all how it's going to be broke down. And I'm giving some support. We need support. I know y'all don't all believe me. Maybe y'all do. So I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and break this down. Now, for me, I have always had meh, some relationship with God. And sports has always been consistent. School's always been consistent. Um, I've always been amazing in school, no, not, but always, you know, 3.0 or higher student. Never concerned about school. And I maybe prayed for a couple of tests. But I always was, you know, I always knew you put in the work, it shows results. And so... I think the biggest thing for me as an athlete was like, God, please help me get a scholarship. I knew on the, like the court, the fit and like where I went to school at, I went to school in the hood. So you didn't really get all the notoriety as the other schools that they wanted to. We were in the middle of the pact and 
you know, clawing and competing, but we wasn't the big echelon schools that they always wrote about. So I never got, you know, the the write-ups and the, it wasn't like social media is now, especially not about women's basketball. Come on now. So, and this was just in the early 2000s, late 2000s. It wasn't all that. So I didn't work for that. I knew if I wanted to score this many points, I had to work this hard or I had to put in this much work or I had to outwork the person that was in front of me or who was better than me and then outperform them. So I work. That that's my logic. Where my focus was with God and requesting things when it comes to playing. <laughs> it was like get me to the playoffs, get me to the championship, get me the get me the scholarship. Come on, God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't ask for the on court stuff. You may, though, and those are the things, because you can ask for him, but it, and that's your main focus in asking for what he can do, not just glorifying him and letting the blessing shower, reverse, and you're now getting into materialistic things and what you want to focus on, like, I want to be successful, I want to win, I want to, what's benefiting you and glorifying you? None of those three things he talked about, not loving, not not being just, not being righteous, like, let me win. And so when I ask that question, like, what do we really want to boast about? You got to be like, really understanding what your priorities are, what your goals are. Because, yeah, I know I'm smart, but how am I using that? Or how am I using my strength or how am I how am I using my gifts? to love more, to be just, and to be righteous. And with all this conflict with playing and not playing, you know, it's players daily. I can name off tens now that are sacrificing playing because it makes an impact. You see people pulling dollars now. They're pulling dollars because they're getting complaints and they're getting pull out, so now they got to pull out. It's a ripple effect. You have more power than you understand as a coach and an athlete because essentially your core job is to be just. Justice is a part of your part of your regime. You gotta live just. There's a there's a whole breakdown. You can go into that. But you have an essential role on this earth. Your source of energy has to be correct. Period. I don't care how you flip it. Your source of energy has to come correct because then you are misguided. Chaos is misguided energy. And that's a place you don't want to live. So I was like, man, that's true. Because in high school, my main focus, my main thing was to get a scholarship. Got the scholarship. And like anybody listening to me right now, you got your face broke. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to leave a part and I'm going to post this on my um, social media. I want to hear somebody and I want to see the numbers. I'm going to do a poll, see the numbers of people who just did not get their face broke and who got their face broke immediately going into college. Essentially saying, were you... Ready for college 
to play and start, were you a contributor immediately, sixth or seventh man, were you immediately successful? Those three things. We got our face broke. You went from number, rank, blah, 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 papers, headlines, talking about you every, you're making every scout report, to you better get your name in the media guide. You better travel every trip. Come on, my face was broke. My face was broke when I went to college. People, players, the level, the expectation, man, like, I wasn't even in my body type could be successful where I was at. But, baby, them guards were small and fast and track runners and, man, what? I did track for conditioning. Them girls could flat out play. Shout out to the sweat. Speediest guards I ever played against. Some of them some of them girls at them SEC schools. Fastest girls I never played against. Them girls is on a whole nother speed. So my face was broke. <laughs> Bruh. Shots you thought you could make. You you're gonna it's an adjustment. And our faces were broke because either we didn't adjust well, either we weren't ready for the adjustment, either we couldn't handle the adjustment, whatever. Our faces was broke, okay? So my freshman year, man, I'm like, if I'm getting in, I'm getting in. If I'm not, I'm not. I'm barely playing. Spirits is down. But my main focus wasn't, Okay. Oh, my God. My main focus was playing. My main focus, that's what made me happy. My main focus was being on the court. That's what made me happy. My main focus was torching people, winning. My main focus was centered around basketball. That's what made me happy. So when it wasn't going good, and listen, athletes, listen, parents, when it wasn't going good, that's what led to the depression. That's what led to the anxiety because my main focus was basketball. Now, I will say my main, main focus wasn't basketball because essentially I got a scholarship to get a degree. I didn't get a scholarship to be in the WNBA. I wanted to be successful on the college level. I just felt like that wasn't my main focus. My main focus was Basketball, that made me happy. That was okay with being 3,000 miles away from home. That was okay with doing that because I had basketball. And I got to go to school for free, and I love school. And now I'm getting to go to school and study what I want to study. And what I'm going to do is go be this great lawyer and fight for justice and fight for change. That's a wholehearted, this moment is not the first time that this happened in Goody. This moment always been in me. I've always been a fighter for others. I've always had a voice for others. I've always been a leader. And I know how to play my role. So I went to school with enthusiasm. Because one, I went to an all-black school. Shout out to the HBCUs. And I got to have all-black professors, all-black deans, all-black presidents. I'm sorry. It was Wakanda before Wakanda. Because that empowered me 
showed me that I can be on this level. I can compete on this level. Not when I'm a minority. That was impactful for me. That was my story. But so I had basketball about 75 to about 60%. And then my school stuff was popping. You know, being a great student gave me the opportunity to come in and compete with programs, being able to take, you know, sophomore level classes and, you know, be more into my major early. And, you know, I was done with all my core curriculum after my junior year. So I was pretty much could have graduated early. And I was just engulfed in being a student. I loved it, man. I was um, a poli-sci major with pre-law and, you know, going to law school was my essential dream. And I was just like engulfed in going to court cases and learning more about my history, learning more about my school, being traveling, basketball. That was dope. The playing part, that was about 65%, man. I love to play. I love to be on the court, and especially when you think you should be playing. When you think you should get a certain level of success, that's where it just weighs on you like a ton. Because instead of me like, man, God, thank you for this moment. Thank you for blessing me for being here. Maybe guide me to a new situation. God, let's work together. Let me use that. I didn't get that till later. And I had already dug too deep of a hole for myself. And I ain't a quitter. That's the one thing. I'm not a quitter. And God allowed me to be strong enough to not quit. But it was a shift. So after my freshman year, get done playing, man, I'm like, okay. I got to come back better. Got to come back stronger. Got to be this. Got to be that. And when I did that, I felt better. I came back and made a presence. It was just not a bad situation. So that's the one thing I will say. God allowed me to still conquer the beast because still graduated with my degree. Still graduated debt-free. Still was, you know, one of the first, my mom's first child to walk across a college stage monumental moments happened from all that triumph but it was when I took a shift and changed my focus on let me go to FCA and that's another blessing I got blessed with being a part of FCA and being a part of Fellowship of Christian Athletes and that encouraged me to stay on my grind and stay on my hustle and know where my source of energy was coming from got more in the book got more going to church and just being happy about Regardless of how bad the situation was, because it was some bad college situations. If you ever talk to me, ask me about college, I went through it. <clears throat> and I know why college athletes need to get paid, because, baby, I went through it. 3,000 miles away, I'm home. I never asked my mama for a dime. Struggled. Saved my per diems. All that. All that. To make it. You feel me? Real college athlete. <laughs> he not the calf and all that. So, it's like, that whole struggle... Prepared me for my adulthood because I'm like, Mom, now I'm ready. I'm, me and God is together. But I think still, mentally, I wasn't giving him the total glory because I still wasn't at that level and layer of relationship with him. And you're going to fall. You're going you're gonna, you're gonna to stray. He know that. But you got to understand who's your source of energy. And that's been key for me, too, because I don't think I've never doubted who my source of energy was. When you get put in bad situations, when you get put in bad situations, you are being tested. And sometimes we gonna fall. Sometimes we gonna pass. It, that's a known fact. 
So immediately graduating from college and being a college athlete, college point guard, I go to being a coach. And now my goals are I want to win the section. I want to win this, you know, I want to win the state championship. I want to win our league. I want to, you know, go undefeated. We Now my goals are still about success in basketball, not about God. And falling in and out of depression and identifying when you have depression because I think a lot of athletes probably deal with it earlier because they have a lot of things that they are or a lot of expectations that they're required to meet that sometimes we don't meet them and I think that's the one thing I've learned the most about a coach and about being an adult is we're going to have expectations and sometimes we don't we I know Some people aren't going to meet the expectation, period. Some people aren't going to execute the play, period. It's just that simple. I I don't get caught up in getting frustrated that they can't, but I think throughout the process, you got to understand that some people are going to fall short. And when you fall short, that's where you got to be confident in God and what he can do and how he can work and how he can move. Not relying on yourself. If I practice harder, I can do this. If I study more and watch more film, I can do this. Sometimes if you just pray more. Sometimes if you just read the Bible more. Sometimes if you just open your Bible app and get you a little word of the day. Sometimes that little moment, whether it's 10 minutes of prayer, 5 minutes of prayer... In your 24 hours, you got to give some of it to God. And in that little moment, it could be the shift. It could be the change. It could be the movement that impacts it. It's about making it about God. When we make it about God, success comes. At one point, I just stopped asking for strength. Because I had every time we pray, you just, please, Lord, give me strength. Please, Lord, give me strength. Please, Lord, I need strength. Please, Lord... I need win. I just like it's it's crazy how much we will be like in this space of like needing God for so much when sometimes it's just like God, thank you for waking me up. God, thank you for giving me shoes to play. Whatever it is I'm playing. Thank you for giving me a job to wake up to and go coach. I know some coaches that are miserable to go to practice because you are just so in the glorification of the game. Sometimes you got to be just blessed to wake up to practice because right now I'm talking to so many coaches that's fired. I got fired on my day off. And I didn't steal boxes. But I'm like, you got to be grateful for to where it was moments where I was so blessed to be away from it and not have the stresses of it but I was so appreciative and blessed to where you're looking at your clock like at 3 o'clock I would be here that's just like a player that get cut they sad because they know where they would be at that moment with their team meeting those expectations but like as a coach and this is my knowledge for the coaches chat so become a high school coach Assistant, feeling myself. Winning. Winning, baby. Look up my history where I coached. Winning. 
getting rings and things. So I'm on cloud nine. I'm thinking God is blessing me, right? That's a blessing. And so that's a basketball blessing. If y'all seen the look right thing. So that's a basketball blessing to get a ring, right? Oh, man. It's a basketball blessing to win. Oh, my God. You coming through. So it gets haywire. And not that I, you know, was looking for it. This was God. Ask God, hey, you know, get me in the right space. Get me in the right space that I need to be in to be the coach. And, you know, I have aspirations to be in a college coach. And what's the next level? God, lead my way. Boom. Get a high school job. Get a high school job. Kill it. First year. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say we was trash, but we was huck. Couldn't win a game. Stressing. Everybody wants to win. They came from winning. They expect to win. You came from this school. You're supposed to help them win. And it was just chaos, chaos, chaos. Coming to year two, I'm like, okay, God, let's work something now. Still not giving it to him, though. But I'm like, I'm going to use you when I need you. It's my first mistake. Use you when I need you. Make the situation right, God. Just make it better than last year. Like, please, Lord, help me get some right players. Learn me. Teach me how to, you know. So worked on other things, and things improved. Had a better record. Had better chemistry. Still drama, but still wasn't as successful. Still was depressed. Still had anxiety. Still, and I had anxiety being around the parents. Like, anxiety, come on, coaches, I'm talking to you. Anxiety talking to the parents. Anxiety just having to always have the right answer. Always feeling like you got to be perfect. Always feeling like, man, if if this player isn't happy, how do I satisfy this player? And this player's talking about leaving, and this player's talking about transfer. Come on, coaches, I'm in my bag right now talking to y'all. Listen. That pressure really exists. It's not just for the players on the court. Players just got their pressure. These coaches, man, they go through it. And y'all think it's just gravy. We go home stressful. We go home tense. We can't be around our family. We anxious. We got anxiety. We ill. It's crazy. No voice. Raspy. <laughs> like, being a coach is crazy. I pray and am blessed for every coach. Because it's not for the weak. So you got that pressure on you. So that's what I felt year two. Like, man, I can't get a break, God. So let me do this. And, and I kid you not, I got my mother as my witness, my family in my journal, and God. <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to give the season to God. Like, God, I don't care about wins and losses. And this is where the, that faithful love. I love my players. If you know Coach Goody, you know I love my players. I'm going to love them unconditionally. I'm going to help them be in the best situations unconditionally. I'm going to be supportive. I'm going to give as many rides. I'm going to stay as late. I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to be just. I'm going to be fair. I'm not going to make this about my me. I'm going to make this about their performance. I'm going to give them the best seasons possible. That always was my goal. I'm not going to make this about me, God. Because either way, whether they fire me or keep me, I want to be me. And you 
are every reflection of me. So, when I made that decision going into year three, man, had a plan, organized with the coaches, had the coaches I wanted, made coaches meetings, watched film, did weights, did double days. I don't care what nobody say. That coaching season, my third year coaching as a head coach, Monterey, shout out to y'all. My coaching season was almost perfect. In my eyes, I say perfect because I had those kids bought in. I had a little drama. We didn't win that much. We didn't make it to the championship. But them girls, those lifetime relationships I built, those graduations I've seen, those tears I've cried with kids, those are more bigger moments than any coach can imagine, any parent can imagine, any player can imagine. Those moments kept me afloat. And I ain't over here crying my voice raspy, but it's his passion. Those kids kept me afloat, man. Kept me sane. Kept me living. And it was all in the root, in the energy, in the base of my main focus was them. And how I can be God's light, God's vessel to them. My main thing was God. I don't care what y'all say. I'm as hood as as ratchet as they come. But I love the Lord. Period. I know what God done did for me. I know how God's brought me out. And that's what gives you the passion. See, athletes, coaches, we, we so fearful to be a person. But the one thing I always known of, I've always loved God. So God in basketball is just as much in me. God in football is just as much in me. God in coaching is just as much in me because I am his child. I am a reflection of him. He is the light and it shines through me. Period. The first part, crazy part, to give you give you some support. And the first thing that he says that you should boast about is you should boast in this that he understands and knows me. That I am the Lord. He says it. You got to know me. That has to be your first understanding. That is just the first key. You might not do nothing else right. But if you know him, you are going to be in the right steps. He's going to show you. You got to listen to that internal beast sometimes. One of my biggest regrets as a player. And I did, I mean, it wasn't that bad of a regret, but baby, when you got to stick up for yourself, when you got to speak in the Lord, you got to be confident in that. God's going to give you the strength. And people are like, oh, people are not playing right now. People are not playing basketball. People are not playing football. People are not playing baseball. And yes, hell. But they're saying, oh, the paycheck, everybody else back to work. A lot of people working from home. A lot of people understand that there's much more going on that God got me. You got to have some type of intangible faith to make those decisions. And when you don't, you are worried. You are fearful. Fear not. Man, told you that Bible that it just run all together, man. Why are you operating in a space of fear? You don't have to when you are walking with God. Not to say you ain't going to have worries. Not to say you ain't worried about the life. Not you. Not to say you're not worried about the world. But I know that God is going to protect me. But put me in the covering and making the right decisions. 
It's not always about the, the physical action. That's where we got to lie deeper in what we imagine and dream for. I never could have imagined that God was going to use basketball for me to impact lives and talk about it. I grew up watching ESPN, falling asleep to it when I was younger, addicted, right now, playing 2K, right now. When I was younger, that was always my life. I never thought that I would be a woman to represent that for younger people. Never. So you never know what's going to be the outcome. That's why you got to stay steadfast in what is your main Period. Period. Paul is one of my favorite apostles. And Paul said in Matthew, Your father knows the things you need before you ask him. God knows that what we need most is him. Period. Seek him. Know him. Make him your main thing. And I bet you see some change. I want to close with a word of prayer. Um, so, bow your eyes, bow your heads, close your eyes, whatever. If you're driving, just listen here and listen with your heart. Father, please work in our hearts to help us understand and know that you are our greatest treasure. Amen. Man, don't forget, thank y'all for listening to this week's podcast episode. I am so excited to be back. I hope I dropped so many gems, so much game on y'all, so much knowledge. This is what this podcast is about. Share it with all your friends. I don't care if they're parents, coaches, players, or they just a friend who needs some encouragement. Understand, when you seek God with your heart and your mind and your soul, that's when you get real success. Don't worry about all other things. Keep your focus on him. I promise you the world is going to be worth it. Peace. Tune in next week.